Somebody shout hallelujah. Beloved, praise the Lord. We are welcome to the episode 5 of season 5 of BP Biblical Phonesis. In the previous episode, we talked about being an hands-on rebuilder that cares for the well-being. In other words, cares for the awareness of the people doing the real work. People that God has placed in our circle of influence. We noted that we noted that rebuilders have to be practical and compassionate to keep the workforce motivated. We also said rebuilders do not allow men to prey upon fellow men. In other words, leaders, every leader, every leader, we always ask or should always ask to stop exploitation wherever it really is ugly head, either in a secular work or in the church of God. Today, we will now look at what makes someone a focused leader or a focused builder. Our test is taken from Nehemiah 6, 1 to 4. Nehemiah 6, 1 to 4. And I read from the NAT version, starting from verse 1. Sambala, Tobias, Jesus, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies found out that I had finished rebuilding the wall and that no gaps remained, though we had not yet set up the doors in the gates. This is Nehemiah speaking. So Sambalat and Jesus sent a message asking me to meet them at one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But I realized they were plotting to harm me. So, verse 3, so I replied by sending this message to them. I'm engaged in a great work, so I can't come. Why should I stop working to come and meet with you? Verse 4, the final verse. Four times they sent the same message, and each time I gave the same reply. What a focused individual. Nehemiah, what a focused individual. In fact, the KJV version says, in verse, in verse 3, let's read verse 3 is our key verse for this episode. And I sent messages unto them, saying, I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you? And that, that is the correct thing. Why should what God has assigned us to do stop? Because man is making demands on us, especially some inappropriate demands. So, the passage and the key verse for this episode shows that oppositions can be relentless. They can be relentless. They can, they can be relentless. They can be persistent. That is the reason why we have to be persistent as we mentioned in the previous episode ourselves, they can be persistent and relentless. Here we see Sambalat, Tobias, and Jehem still active as enemies to the work Nehemiah and the Jews were doing. They were still very, very active, air bent on stopping the work. Beloved, when the enemies of Nehemiah heard that the work was completed and only setting the doors was outstanding, as we have just read, in uh, in verse one of Nehemiah six, this they they, they they were they they were really really concerned because all their attempt to stop the work has not been successful. So they are trying to stop the rebuilding work again. This time they have they decide to change tactics. They were stopped to like the serpent in Genesis chapter three. Uh, Genesis chapter three. We all know the story of the serpent and Eve, and of course Adam eventually the fall of man. Their sole object of attack was the leader of the rebuilding effort, Nehemiah himself. They were now focused upon him. They decided to use the saying, kill the shepherd and the sheep we scatter. 
So, by removing Nehemiah from the scene or destroying his credibility with the Jews, the reason that the work will stop. And some of our detractors today reason alike. Beloved, each attack on Nehemiah was different, but each was designed to either take his life or discredit his credibility as a leader. We may be familiar with things like that around us. If anyone listening to this podcast, this episode is under such evil schemes, the Lord that helped Nehemiah will help you in the mighty name of Jesus. So, let's look at the main attack. Sambalat and Gisem invited Nehemiah to meet them at a place called Ono, as you have read a few minutes ago. The meeting place was near the border of Samaria, Sambalat's own province, where he rules, where he has more power. So on the surface, the invitation appears to be a peace conference, but their hidden motive was to arm Nehemiah, as we'll show later on. Nehemiah suspected foul play. The Bible says we must watch and pray. We must be alert. Why would his enemies want to meet him away from Jerusalem? Every leader must be perceptive and reflective. Away from Jerusalem means he cannot oversee the war, and the proposed location, Onu, is a place where in the enemy we have the power and if he's attacked. So what do we learn from this? We must never walk into the enemy's den when God has not asked us to do so. We need to be careful, just as Nehemiah was careful. Though Nehemiah could not prove their motive at the time, he was responding to them in verse 4 and verse 3 and verse 4. He chose to send representatives to assess their sincerity, the sincerity of his enemies or his oppositions. In verse 3, he sent messengers to tell them that Akivas, he was busy in a great work and could not leave it unsupervised. He took direct responsibility for the work, as we we recall since the beginning, we, we, we started this episode, but this season rather. By responding in this manner, beloved, Nehemiah did not openly question the motive of his enemies. No, he respected them. In fact, he gave them the chance to prove that their motives were sincere if they really wanted to make peace. But the motive was not sincere. It was rather wicked. Verse 4 says, Yet they sent unto me four times after this sort, and I answered them after the same manner. He remained focused. He remained focused. The NLT version says four times they sent the same message. Each time I gave the same reply. Why will he, why will he waver? Why will he change? We must not. We must remain focused. Beloved, the response of Sambalat and Kishem to Nehemiah tipped their hand and revealed their ungodly motive behind the invitation. Rather than them countering what Nehemiah said to them, in other words, going to meet Nehemiah in Jerusalem to make peace, they insisted on him coming to uh, Ono. Why? Because Ono appears to be a place of entrapment. Four times they sent the same message and Nehemiah responded, responded four times with the same refusal. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will destroy every yoke of entrapment in our lives, in the life of all listeners of this podcast, in the mighty name of Jesus. So we can pick up some lessons from this text that we have read, and this passage in totality. Number one, the Samaritan leaders, Sambalat and Co, abandoned an, a, an open confrontational attack on the work and resolved to gain advantage over Nehemiah through deceit. 
So, what does he say to us? When a persistent foe suddenly becomes a friend, we must exercise caution. Beloved, that is lesson number one. We must exercise caution. When an enemy suddenly became a friend. Lesson number two. Pretense of peace leads to entrapment that must be avoided like Nehemiah did with consistent refusal of the invitation of the opposition to, to the work that was going on. Lesson number three. We should endeavor to elevate the work of God higher than the need to please men. We should do that as much as possible. Nehemiah refused to disengage from the work to attend a meeting that may actually destroy him. Lesson number four. This, the principal ground for Nehemiah's refusal of the invitation was the realization that his death or seizure or en entrapment or imprisonment. So far away from Jerusalem and the hands of Sambalat and company, we put a full stop to the rebuilding effort. So, we should think about the long and short term effect of our, of our decisions, especially when we are being called to meet ungodly demands. Lesson number five. If you read Nehemiah 6 2 very well, Nehemiah 6 2, it says, So Sambalat and Gideon sent a message asking me to meet them at one of the villages in the plain of Ono. What can we learn from this? The, the, the phrase contains, the phrase contains, but they thought to do me mischief. If you read another version. This verse suggests that mischief, evil devices, craftiness, and treachery are all in the arsenal of oppositions to our progress, even our personal progress in our work of life, apart from progress of the work we are doing in the ministry. Lesson number six. Nehemiah in our key verse, verse three, was very emphatic. I am doing a great work, which implies that we can... Only counter mischief and treachery with diligence and hard work and good work. We cannot counter mischief with insolence or laziness or lackadaisical attitude. Biblical phrases for this episode. Let's go. The practical wisdom that we can take from the text we have read in this episode. Number one, Nehemiah had to contend with the same pest or pestinate that plague most truly most of most true leaders of today, detractors who torment and do everything to interfere with the work assigned to us. There are always detractors everywhere. Not everyone around us as leaders are clapping for us when we are progressing. Sambalat and his co-travelers played the detracting role in the life of Nehemiah. If we recall what we have been talking about since the beginning of the season. So we need to reflect on our own. We are not talking about biblical finances and wisdom from this episode. Who is doing similar things in our lives today? Is it our close people or our family members? Let us ID them and do the need for. Number two, biblical finances. The traitors always like the status quo like Sambalat. They always have vested interest in Jerusalem, Jerusalem remaining in disrepair. At Jerusalem may be secular work or ministerial assignment. They may seek to stop our work by mocking and ridiculing us as they did. Let us reference episode 3. When that fails to work, they will revise the strategy in a subtle way. Like Sambala, they may shift to tactics such as, such as entrapment and political maneuvering. Number 3, Biblical phrases for this episode. 
We must know that despite all these all these subtleties and the tactics, we can counter the negative tactics and assault with biblical leadership and a focus on God, as Nehemiah did. A focus on God through the work he has assigned for to us to do. Number four, leaders of today, rebuilding systems, workplaces, and churches should expect threats, schemes, and plots meant to halt our effort. However, we must also note that God is watching and he can assist us as he assisted Nehemiah. We must expect detractors, but we must not give in to them. We must instead trust God to protect us and our reputation, in other words, to protect our credibility. We must keep our hands on the plow and do not look back, as Jesus Christ told us in Luke 9, 62. Luke 9, 62. So, beloved, in conclusion, let us pray. Father, keep us away from all detracting voices to the assignment that you are giving unto us. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be focused leaders in your vineyard and in our secular work in our generation in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we trust you, protect us from physical and reputational harm in Jesus' name. Lord, let all ungodly blood against us fail as it is against Nehemiah. Jesus, we precious name. Beloved, if you enjoyed this episode, please like us on our various media platforms and also join us at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Restoration House online or on site in Blue Forty, South Africa. We welcome comments from you. Please use all our platforms on Facebook as well as YouTube. Till we come to you in the next episode of Biblical Phonesis. May the Lord keep you safe and blessed. May He shower you with divine wisdom daily to succeed in the mighty name of Jesus.